What's good, Denver? Denver, how are you? I hope you're doing fantastic. What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom T. Diddy Donahue, <laughs> Olivia Living Large Lorienti, and the Marcus Allen of podcasting, Troy Higgins. Today's feature is fall fashion. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk about, but I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm excited to get into it because the air is crispy. We've, the, the scarves have emerged and it's perfect hoodie and short season, which might be the sweetest season in Colorado of all. Uh, to follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Our sponsor today is Wildcast. Wildcast is a podcast advertising platform for the world's iconic technology brands. If you're in SaaS or B2B, your customers are sophisticated and hard to find. Wildcast makes it easy to connect to them on podcasts, particularly business and technology podcasts, where your favorite customers are already going to find tools and solutions for their business. Advertisers, go to GoWildcast.com for a free audience roadmap. That's GoWildcast.com. Once again, GoWildcast.com today. And the music today is, is by the illustrious Troy Higgins. So let's dive into events. Olivia, you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure thing. So this week we are looking forward to a few different gallery openings and then something called Scream Church, which we will get into. So the first thing is called Message in the Madness, a postcard inspired exhibit. And I'm really excited about this. I love snail mail. Um, do you guys send snail mail? Absolutely. Ever? I really like especially during the first year of the pandemic, I've always been about it, but a lot of my close friends and I started sending postcards to each other and it was just a way to like feel closeness. And you can get a lot of really cool postcards from like artists or like I bought a lot of a couple hundred vintage postcards on eBay, just really bizarre stuff in there. That's been really cool. So um, love snail mail, really excited about this exhibit and it's put on by the art students league of Denver, the venue, just an address. So I think it's just a house. I don't know, 200 Grant Street (laughs) in Cap Hill. Um, And so this is about how technological advances have given us a lot of ways to communicate immediately. Social media, cell phones, FaceTime, yada, yada. And um, it's just about celebrating this slower way of communicating that can be maybe even more intimate than doing that. And it's kind of timeless too. You know, you find an old postcard and maybe it's just about what your friend was like doing that week, but it's a time capsule. So anyway, it's about celebrating like the written and visual art kind of come together in a postcard. And that is going to be on view until October 20th. Cool. Do you have, I've got a whole box of postcards. Yes, absolutely. That that were too good to like actually write to somebody. I need to like get on that and just send them. I'm also bad about that. I tend to buy doubles (laughs) so I can send them and keep them. Uh, The next one is a collage art journaling class at Harvard Gulch Rec Center. So I was talking about last week, I've been getting really excited about different rec centers in the city and kind of the things that they have to offer their community. This one, Harvard Gulch Rec Center is in South Denver. And this class is for adults, which they're classifying as 15 and up. I don't know about that description, but um, students will get a chance to learn about collage, mixed media, stamping, and journaling in this dynamic class. Uh, I think collage is a fun way to get into creating anyway. I think if you're not somebody who creates a lot, there it's, it's a very low threshold. You know what I mean? It's not as intimidating to slap something together um, or intentionally put something together. And for $18, you can go do it with them with a little bit of guidance and also not make a mess at your own house. Yeah. And plus, you know, so much of us are creative on glowing rectangles. It's good to get something physical. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like touch it, cut it, glue it. It's awesome. It's really tactile. And I think similar to postcards, I really like the history of it. Like I've, somebody's going to come after me for cutting up books, but I've gone to like Goodwill before and bought just old weird books, like a history of dolls and um, a gardening book and, you know, cut those up and use them as collage materials. It's super cool. So it's like a, a garden of dolls. Is that what that collage when I was? Put the, yeah, it was honestly, 
I should have expected this. Everything I made out of the doll book was scary. Yeah. Nobody liked it. But <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Uh, and the last thing is called Scream Church. So I am not somebody who tends to be too much into metaphysical stuff, but I did do a breathwork class um, a while back in Mexico. And it was a really cool experience for me. I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of just went in with like open arms and tried my hardest to do what they were telling me to do. And I did have a pretty intense experience that I would recommend anybody try. I felt like I had some realizations. I experienced all of the physical things they said I would, like your hands tense up and it's called tetany. Have you ever had that before? Yeah, it's a bad feeling. It, it's bad, but it was kind of cool to feel like I wasn't in control of my own body in a way to like give way to the process and be like, wow, I am experiencing a lot of physical things I can't control. Um, so this is called Scream Church, which I appreciate the name of anyway. Um, but this is going to be psychedelic breath work is what they say. It does bring you psychologically to a state of almost like you have taken psychedelics. Um, somatic scream, which I've never done before. They're going to teach you how to scream somatically. Um, or maybe I have, and I didn't know. We're going to find out. And then integration practices and coffee and snacks. Cool. The history of uh, uh, breathwork is kind of interesting, yeah. or, or a holotropic breathwork, particularly with this psychedelic bent, because it was, I think it was uh, Stan Groff was doing some really kind of cutting edge uh, experiments with LSD for, mm. for psychotherapy. And then the Nixon administration put the regs on LSD and made it illegal. And so he, he was like, well, I don't have you know, I don't have the juice for my experiments. Mm -hmm. So he developed the, the holotropic breath me method that is largely used, I think, in, um, in, in these kind of sessions to elicit psychedelic state, you know, and some people do report like the, the similar kind of visions and, and consciousness from like acid and psilocybin totally legal just using your breath. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect. I feel like I, I intentionally kind of went in without doing any research. And so then imagine my surprise when I did feel like I had taken something psychedelic. Like I, I walked into a room full of strangers, you know, feeling a bit closed off as you can in that environment. But by the end of it, like after the practice was over, we were all looking around the room. And I think we all felt very close to each other. We had almost a therapeutic conversation yeah. in a very organic way. Yeah. It was cool. Did they do like the pair and share afterwards where you kind of talk about your experience? We did it as a, as a room. Yeah. Like, what did you have? Which was a big vulnerability, I ask. Because I ask, I think a lot of people had big stuff come up that they shared with everybody. And then we journaled a bit after. But I would recommend it to anybody as just something to check out. Like, go on yeah. with no expectations and just see. Totally. It's a trip. Cool. And then screaming. And scream about it. <laughs> scream about it. Nice. One of my friends um, actually teaches breathwork classes. She's always, um, she's a huge um, proponent of it, but she's always asked me to try it, but I haven't tried it yet. Definitely will have to yeah. eventually. It's cool. One of my favorite things to do is to walk around Sloan's Lake. I live right over by there, so I've probably taken that lap a thousand times or something. Mm -hmm. But to do like breathwork practices, because there's a billion different ways to do it. Like that's a very specific kind of ceremonial thing, those breathwork ceremonies, mm -hmm. you know, and it's guided. And so they get you into that, like your, your, you know, your hand starts seizing up and you kind of basically are like, you know, hyperventilating in a sense. Um, but you know, there's like box breathing, there's the Wim Hof techniques. And so if I have the moment, you know, for myself, take a lap around the park and just do all these deep breathing exercises. And by your, by the time you're three quarters around it, like you feel great, mm. you know, just oxygenated the brain. I've never had like <laughs> a, a hallucinatory experience or entheogenic experience from breathwork stuff. Um, but definitely, man, it feels really, really good. Mm. It's, it's awesome. Gotta try that. Definitely. I've heard that the, the hyperventilating thing can really get you feeling some type of way. <laughs> yeah. I do recommend, I'm not an authority on this, but what I've heard is you need to make sure the first, at least the first time you do it, do it with a like certified or at least knowledgeable practitioner. So you don't just pass out. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. I think that is a real concern, right? Like there's a way to do it incorrectly. What do you think? I don't know. You know, it, it does, it can, it brings up big emotions for some people. Like when I did it the first time, there was like a parent share afterwards. So it's like an hour of breathing to music. 
And then afterwards, they're like, okay, now talk to your neighbor about their experience. And I was like, all right, cool. Hey, that was cool. And she st started crying, you know, and mm -hmm. Heidi was there. And I think the <laughs> person she was paired and shared with was crying too. So it can elicit a big emotional response. Mm -hmm. The nice thing is, is that you're like, okay, if you're kind of going through it some way, you're like, well, I'm just breathing. So if you just start breathing normal again, you know, it, everything returns to baseline. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm curious about certification for breath work because it's like, what kind of credential do you have to have for that? Yeah, maybe not a certification, just <laughs> like... Somebody knows what they're doing. I felt like I was not only emotionally, but physically very vulnerable. So yeah. I would just want some kind... I don't want any dude up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need somebody nice who's got the scream techniques, you know, for later. For real. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for me. What about you guys? Um, I have a special edition of Events in October brought to us by The Rooster magazine. Hey Classic. I love The Rooster. Um, when I first moved here to Colorado, it was kind of a little uh, anchor for me to figure out some new things to do and just learn about the culture uh, when I was up at CSU. And these things are all over the front range. I mean, you can get them in maybe even the mountains now too, but Fort Collins, Denver, they're free at any kind of cool establishment or um, even in the little boxes on the sidewalk. So this week, I'm going to bring you guys things to do in October from the rooster. So uh, the first thing that they have listed is the Fright Fest over at Elitch Gardens. Um, Elitch Gardens is great. I mean, every single year I feel like they say this is the last year of Elitch's in that location mm -hmm. and they're moving towards the airport, but they're still going. Um, so uh, Fright Fest, basically you go over there, ride some rides, get scared. They have different scare zones and stuff. Um, my girlfriend McKenna, actually, we were supposed to go last year, but once I told her what Fright Fest actually was, then she didn't want to go <laughs> and we were already on the way in the car oh, <laughs> oh my <no>. gosh <laughs> but i think she uh she was unaware that um, you're actually going to get scared in those scare zones um <laughs> so sorry about that mckenna um on the 21st we have the mile high grilled cheese and mac festival so here here's what the description undisputed fact cheese is a main food group so is beer. Welcome to Denver's cheesiest festival that combines all-inclusive sampling of grilled cheese, mac and cheese, beer, and other lib libations, <laughs> other libations where you can vote for your uh, favorites. So that's at the the Tivoli Square. Um, nice carb loading. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> On the twenty first. Very this nurturing. Weekend. Yeah, I would love a grilled cheese, mac and cheese. Good thing that's on a Saturday because beer. you're going to need a day. Yeah. yeah. Can't go to work the next day. <laughs> no, definitely no. going to need to recover from that. Um, and then another event that we have on Friday is, well, actually, this goes for nine days, but it's starting on Friday, the 18th annual First Bite Festival, which is kind of Boulder Restaurant Week. Um, so I think that sounds pretty cool. They have, a ton of different restaurants. You, you know what like Denver restaurant week is, right? Yeah. Where you go and they have like special selections if you're participating in that. Yeah. Or you could just order off the normal menu. Um, the Boulder version is going down starting on the 20th to the 29th. So you can check out their website. The link is going to be in the description. And you can see all the participating restaurants to support local Boulder restaurants. And... The last thing that I have since Ryan's talking about the comedian that I was going to mention. You can go. You can no, go. No, 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 no. I got a different <laughs> one. Um, and this works out because it's presented by the Rooster. Oh, shout out. Um, Rooster Pearl Street Comedy Show um, is happening on the 22nd. And that's going to be actually Pearl Street in Boulder. So second Boulder event for me this week. But um Laugh Lines Comedy and Rooster presenting a night of laughs with always hilarious lineup of comedians and adult beverages at one of the coziest venues on Pearl Street in Boulder. So check that out. They have dinner, cocktails, and a bunch of comedians. Um, if you need a Boulder weekend, you can hit you can hit some of the Boulder restaurant week restaurants, and then you can go to comedy at Pearl Street. And shout to Boulder. I, I'm glad that we feature stuff with Boulder. 
You know, as a Denver kid, there was a little bit of tension between Denver and Boulder. You know what I'm saying? I, hopefully we can squash that for myself personally. It, you know, I think it's close enough. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Denver's northern campus. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's definitely the northern campus. I mean, I've moved to Colorado with Boulder beef being at CSU. Yeah. So um, That's I'm healthy. used to it too. But I mean, Boulder's a great place. I mean, great food, great views, great parties. If not for the people, it'd be one of the best places on planet Earth. True. <laughs> Accurate. Is there like an unspoken kind of rivalry between Denver and Boulder? It's spoken. It's spoken. Okay. It's spoken. There's a spoken rivalry Actually, definitely between CSU. That's like the biggest uh, rival. That Tom went to CSU, CSU and Ryan and I went to CU. So Ooh. we're Did looking you at you across the table here. Do you guys went to Boulder? He graduated from Boulder. I pretended I, I to, to go to Boulder. I went to UCD. But my, oh, I thought you went to Boulder. I, no, I went to the central CU campus. Gotcha. But my entire family, like my uncle was like a dean and and I, I've got a, uh, a cousin that's up at CU Boulder. My, my other cousins went to, I'm big CU Boulder, but my parents went to CSU. So it's always been a contention, you know, but it, and Boulder is wonderful. And I'm kidding the people of Boulder. It, kind of. I mean, you guys know how annoying you are, so it, we don't need to like rub it in. There's definitely some stuff going on up there that's pretty annoying. Oh, and I almost forgot the Red Rock schedule. Yeah. Let's go. Um, oh no. Tonight and tomorrow, Hozier. That's gonna be cool. Thursday and Friday, above and beyond. If you guys don't know about them, you can get up there, push the button. One of those nights. Um, International Archaeological Archaeology Day. Um, this sounds cool. That's on Saturday. It starts at 8.30 a.m. They are going to have um, a bunch of international exhibitors and demonstrations and hands-on activities um, displaying archaeology, history, and cultural sites throughout Colorado and the whole world. So that's down in the um, Lower South 2 lot, the Uber lot, if you are Red Rock regular. Um, but that sounds really cool. We'll learn a bunch about archaeology and what better place than literally mars to learn about archaeology um saturday night liquid stranger it, it's a big base weekend um <laughs> liquid stranger taboo i mean just base in your face on sunday black tiger sex machine also base everywhere and then monday special shout out for next week air one worship now live at red rocks so they got a bunch of um, different artists who are ready to worship. Looks like I don't I don't really know any of them, but they're going to be worshiping. As somebody who grew up Protestant, and my parents would only play Air One in the car. That is a Christian radio station. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm a Reformed agnostic, um, <laughs> but that is definitely yeah. So I assume they're doing some kind of. I mean, live, live taping of that or live. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be all the people that they play. Yeah. Christian, Christian rock has come a long way. You yeah. Know? There's some pretty good stuff. I'm not familiar with air one, but every once in a while I hear a song. I'm like, wow, this is really, this is a good song. It's like heavy. It's not a hymn. So that it's not a hymn. It's not a H Y M N. It's not a oh, hymn. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it's. It wasn't you know. written in Psalms. No, it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of morose, but it has those gigantic tambourine choruses. I mean, Christian rock had its heyday in what, like the early 70s? Man, there were just bangers coming out all over the place. Although the bands were questionable in their devotion, I think. I mean, they're, pro they're sinners like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But re living rather debauched life for having Christian lyrics. Yeah. So. I, I wonder how hard they tried to get Sunday night, but were let down when uh, Black Tiger Sex Machine, Kaiwaki, <laughs> and Yuki got it. Uh, and even their event is called Church at Red Rocks. So their totally. base church is Red Rocks was like, worship. look, guys, still Denver. Still Red Rocks. We yeah. can, it, it's going to be the base. I'm ETS, so sorry. Base is going to fill the stands. <laughs> or they yeah. said, you know, this is church for a lot of people. It's base. So. Yeah, it's very exactly. true. It's very true. Man, nice. Well, so we're all going go. to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? All right. Yeah, I've got a bunch of good stuff. You know, most importantly on Sunday, um, the Chiefs are playing uh, the Chargers. And we all need to band together for the Chargers right now. I mean, I can't really express like how obnoxious the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. It's like making me nauseous. This whole like Kelsey 
Taylor Swift nonsense. Kelsey's all over every commercial. You know, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos. I think he's 16 and 0. I just, I mean, as disappointed as I am in the Broncos season, like the Chiefs, Troy, am I, am I off base here? They're just, they're too good, man. They're just, they're always good, but they're always winning. They're always obnoxiously good. And then the whole Taylor Swift thing is just another layer of added fuel for all of our hatred this, this season. I totally agree. Like what is going on? With the freaking Chiefs. I cannot stand the Chiefs. I've been probably chief agnostic for some time. Like, I always root for, I'm a Denver guy, and then AFC West, and then generally AFC, and then we'll see how it pans out. You know what I mean? I, I do like the Falcons and the Cowboys. But I can't even I, I can't even deal with the Chiefs anymore. I'm just, I'm done. I can't stand it. So come on, Chargers. We got to get some. Did, did the Chargers win this week? Uh, Troy, they lost did you see? last night to the... To the Cowboys. Last night. Yeah. yeah, they lost last night yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The AFC West is just yeah. abysmal, except for these annoying Chiefs. So everybody, you know, f- go to Red Rocks and with the Christian Rock, pray, pray for the end of the Chiefs' reign. We can all get behind that, except for, you know, our Kansas City brothers and, and sisters. And also the Swifties. <laughs> and the Swifties, <laughs> I know, I know. You know, and I like Taylor Swift. That's great. But, like, why is it Why got to be the Chiefs? She can't date somebody from, like, the Eagles? They have a lot of attractive men on that team. You know what I'm saying? Why has it got to be Travis Kelsey? <laughs> it's so annoying. It's driving me insane. Anyway, I'll get over it, I'm sure. It's because the script says so. And shout right. to Nathan. I'm sure if he's listening to this, he's just smiling to himself, enjoying it, snuggled up in a Chiefs blanket or something. <laughs> Obnoxious. <laughs> All right. Tonight, we got Action Bronson. It's Tuesday at the Gothic Theater. I wish I was going I to that action. show. I, I love, love that guy Bronson. so much. Yeah, he's a good dude. Hell yeah. He's the best. Um, then we got Thursday, Anthony Jeselnik. And this is what Tom wanted to mention, but I stole his pick. Um, he's playing Thursday and Friday at the Paramount Theater. Um, if you guys know who Anthony Jeselnik is, you either love him or hate him. There's no in-between ground. If you don't know who he is and you want to go see a comedy show, this is not the show you should probably go to. He basically plays the devil. Like, that's his character. Is He's like an arrogant, narcissistic, baby-killing, evil person. And absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see him on the road again because that means his new special has got to be coming soon. Um, Anthony Jeselnik at the Paramount on Thursday. Um, on Saturday at the Bluebird Theater is the music of Tom Petty for kids. So that sounded like a cool event. Yeah. You know, introduce your kids to the club life. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a band or if they're doing like a DJ or whatever, but who doesn't love Tom Petty? Um, also Saturday, the Matt Skellinger group is at the Swallow Hill Music Center. You guys ever been to Swallow Hill? Mm-mm. No. Wonderful place. Absolutely. Absolute Denver institution. Um, one of probably the most well-renowned folk um, institutions in the country. Um, I, uh, When I was in high school, I studied guitar there with a, a picker named Mary Flower. She's wonderful. I really kind of developed a Travis style through like her her instruction. Um, my daughter went there to study fiddle. They're amazing. Swallow Hill is awesome. And Matt Skellinger is an old buddy of mine. Um, I was in his band momentarily before he fired me in, in lieu of a better singer, which I don't blame him at all. Um, but he's an incredible bass player. And he does a lot of like kind of tapping, if you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with that. So he'll he'll kind of like run with the left hand, the rhythm, and then do the melodies and stuff with his right hand tapping mm-hmm. on the fretboard. Um, but they're really cool. They're more of kind of like a jazz feel than, than uh, you might expect from Swallow Hill. But that would be a really, really cool thing to do there in Inglewood. Look at that. Gothic and Swallow Hill. Inglewood showing up. You know what I'm saying? There's no beef mm-hmm. between Inglewood and Denver. We were no. forged an alliance in our irritation with Boulder. I've been meaning to see the Gothic. I mean, I've heard that it's really cool in there. Yeah, Gothic is is great. The sound is probably, I, I mean, po- possibly my best favorite club in Denver. It's, it's a really cool spot. Um, we've got on Friday, I'm a little bit out of sequence here, but we have La Feria del Tequila y Mezcal. And this is at our buddies at, at races. We covered races before. It's the brewery there uh, right by uh, Mile High Stadium. But they're doing a... Let's see, I'll just read it here. Organized by strong women entrepreneurs and leaders in the community that are dedicated to expanding the well-being, inclusion, and excitement 
about the Mexican culture in the Denver metro area. And they're doing um, tequila and mezcal samples. So if you're not sober October, this seems like a great place mm. for you to go hang out. Um, we also have in Soldier Canyon, something for the kitties. Uh, spooky s'mores and stories. Join us for the around the campfire. Bring kids, grandparents, aunts, uncles to hear some spooky stories. There will be stories for all ages. Um, dress in costume for extra fun. That's between five and six in Soldier Canyon. Not or Canyon. Not Canyon. 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 No. Canyon. No. Soldier Canyon. Soldier yeah, Canyon. Soldier. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah it yeah. wouldn't be a cannon. Soldier cannons. I mean, I guess I just got tripped up with the soldier cannon. Could be fitting in some other kind of context. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, spooky s'mores. Um, and then we have uh, on the 21st, Thievery Corporation is playing with DJ Shadow. Nice. So I've been listening to a lot of trip hop recently. The the um, the There's a, a great coffee shop here by the studio. And the the barista is amazing. She was rocking a Thievery Corporation shirt the other day, and I was nice. like, hell yeah! So I've been I've been listening to that, and it was very apropos that that would come through. So pretty stoked about that. And Denver, that is your week this week. Let's go straight into our feature. We're going to talk about fall fashion, and like I said, we don't have any any strict parameters here. We're just gonna uh, we're gonna kind of riff off uh, what fall fashion means to us. And as I already mentioned, scarf, hoodie, and, and, and cargo shorts, ah, if I, I'm just going to be in eighth grade forever because that's how I would prefer to dress at all times. Um, but because I'm old, I do have to wear real clothes. So I'm going to give a shout out to this wonderful place that's basically heaven for me, and that's Jax, J-A-X Outdoor Goods. Jax is like the, the marriage of absolutely every retail shop that I could possibly want under one roof. So you could have, you got your army Navy stuff there. You know, the surplus stuff, you got your ranch materials. If you needed some hay and you needed a rope, you could get it there. If you need a tactical duffel bag, you could get that there. They have uh, men's heritage brands. If you want to pay $500 for a flannel shirt from Filson, you could do that there. <laughs> they have, <laughs> they have camera equipment. If you need, you know, uh, an extra lens for your Canon, Canon camera, you could get it there. If you have, if you like Nikon, they got that too. You mean your Canyon? <laughs> your, canyon. Your Canyon camera. <laughs> Stop. Be nice to me. Just um, <laughs> what else do they? Have? They have absolutely everything. If you want your your Pearl Snap Wrangler shirts, which is my look for fall 2023, they got those there. Do you, do you want a uh, a cast iron skillet with some with some cornbread? They got that there. It's everything. It's REI meets Bass Pro Shop meets uh, Army Navy surplus meets Murdoch's. It's got everything. I absolutely love that place. Shout out to Jax for keeping me fit all these years. Plus, they got great boots and shoes. It's awesome. Olivia, what what do you got for us for fall fashion? Perhaps actual fashion? I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> uh, my fall fashion shout is tailoring jackets. So I'm a big thrift girly, um, and I think you can always find really cool textures and patterns in thrift stores, but you can't always find a great fit, right? Because there's only one. And I want to shout out tailoring your own clothes. Like I've never taken a class. I'm probably not technically good at it, but I do it. Um, buy a cheap sewing machine on Facebook Marketplace. And it really is not as hard as people want you to think to take in the sides of something. Like I have a bunch of my dad's old BDUs from the military that I've tailored to different, like different cuts, um, different sizes. Um, you can always find like cool blazers and stuff, just taking the sides and sleeves a bit. And it's, it's like a really cool way to get a super sick piece with like a vintage fabric, but that still looks sharp. You don't look like you're rolling up your sleeves and stuff. Um, so that's, mm. that's mine. And I also want to shout out Thrift Pop, which happens the last Sunday of every month. I've mentioned it before. This is outside of Denver Central Market on October 29th food, drinks, and like 30 local thrift and vintage vendors. So lots of cool pieces there too. If you do not want to go out and do the work of finding your own pieces, let them do it for you. Go to Thrift Pop. It's all for me. Cool. I will hop in and anybody who knows me knows that Tom's uh, fashion in the fall is artist hoodies, um, 
jeans, skate shoes, pretty, pretty uh, go-to for me every year. This is my favorite type of year. I love wearing hoodies. Um, also, NFT hoodies have come in recently as well in the past year or so where I've been rocking those a lot. But I also wanted to shout out um, my OG spot in Denver for buying all things uh, fall, winter gear, skate clothes, snowboard clothes, um, 720 board shop. It was down on South Broadway over by, um, oh God, Denver Biscuit Company. But um, they actually just recently got bought out by Curbside Skate Park, which is another local spot um, that's super good. And, you know, that's great too. Curbside Skate Park, they got the actual skate park in there. Um, It's indoors. You can go any time of year. And now they just got the whole board shop in there as well. Check it out. My buddy Ryan over there, he runs the um, after school skate lessons and skate sessions. So if you like to skate or if you want to find some fashionable skater type um, fall clothes or even winter apparel for um, not only going out on the town, but for hitting the slopes as well. Now you can go to Curbside Skate Park as your one-stop shop. Is 720 not on South Broadway anymore? They just got bought. I literally was looking before this because I was there not too long ago either um, to mention them and put their link here, but I guess Curbside uh, bought them out. So the South Broadway location, I guess, is not open at the moment. I'm not sure if they're going to reopen that one, but the shop now is at Curbside. Boy, I sure hope they do, man. That that place is awesome. I love it there. Yeah. I mean, gotten like all my shoes there for the past few years, all my uh, winter clothes. It's it's really great. They, they always had great styles in there. Totally. Stuff I really liked. Back in the day, I used to go there, get jeans and sweaters, you know, and your jackets there. They have just like predictably good stuff, the stuff that I liked. Yeah, you exactly. I, I was in there probably. Stylish. Yeah. I was in there a couple of years ago with Ozzo getting like a deck or something. And so I was kind of looking around. I was wearing like khakis and a button up tucked in, you know, looking very like a narc or something. And, yeah. And there was like some some sunglasses. I was trying them on. And I was like, oh, these look pretty good. Maybe I'll get these. And the, and the guy that was working there comes over. He's like, oh, hey, bro, you look you look very professional in those. Those look very professional. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like trying to compliment me, but it made me feel like out of place. Like, oh, man. I used to be a skater here once. Yeah. Now I'm an old man. The, with guys, my son. the guys who worked there were always super cool. Too. You're super like cool. my guy. I did not come to this establishment to be told that I look professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He was really trying to sell. You look really professional, bro. I'm they like, used to All have right, this. Thanks, man. They used to have this huge um, tech deck skate park in there. Oh, cool. oh my gosh. It was like. It was the size of like your dinner table, but you could just ride the tech deck around. It's all rails and ramps and stuff. It was super sweet. Oh, man. Troy, what what are you thinking for uh, fall fashion over there? Uh, first off, uh, mini Tech Deck Skate Park. That was like my 13-year-old dream. I like always fantasized yeah, about having yeah. one of those. Unfortunately, I only had like an individual ramp. But if I had access to that, would have been going crazy. Uh, but for my mm-hmm. uh, fall fashion choice, I'm going to shout out one of my favorite brands right now. Um, they're called Brain Dead. I'm sure we will have the link in the show notes, but I'm obsessed with this brand right now. They're just super cool, kind of like utilitarian streetwear. They have really a range of everything. I mean, they have, you know, hoodies, jackets, vests, uh, shoes, shorts, skirts, anything you can think of. A ton of different pieces that are perfect for fall. Um, They also do really, really cool graphic tees, which I'm huge on. Um, some of their graphics are really cool. There's one in particular I want right now. It's like it kind of resembles like late 80s, early 90s, like band, like metal band T-shirts, which had a very distinct type totally. of artwork that I liked growing up. My dad was really into that kind of stuff. So kind of rubbed off on me. Um, it is a bit on the pricier side, so can't shop there all the time, but it's a super cool brand. I would recommend checking it out. And they have a bunch of different locations. I think they have... A couple in LA. They have a, I think two in Tokyo, one in the UK, and they're also online yeah. as well. But yeah, if you get a chance, check them out. That, that's uh, it's a good good brand for sure. Dude, this is sick. There's some stuff that's like this capsule that's like I think Magic the Gathering like streetwear. Yeah, they, 
that's a cultural intersection. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's it's kind of uh, collagey, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a cool shout. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, y'all. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the uh, highlights from last week. Um, I'll start here. I, I got two. One is the amazingly clean windshield I had several times from our migrant friends. Um, we we've been talking about these these people and uh, uh, these travelers. Um, I haven't seen much in the news about all the migrants in Denver recently. I don't know if they're not talking about it or if I'm just not watching the news, but boy, are they everywhere, you know? And so it, it, I'm concerned for them, for one, because they're young, you know? It's a lot of young men, young women, and kids. And like yeah. seeing kids on the street, boy, it like really, it really freaks me out, to be totally honest. Um, but, you know, as I'm, as I'm seeing them, um, the... There's two different places where people were looking to squeegee the window. I was like, sure. Gave him a nice tip. I saw another uh, guy who's doing that, and I bought him lunch. And, you know, his his uh, uh, the lady he was with and their kids kind of came out for the food. And so, you know, as it's getting colder, these folks are going to need some help. So if if you guys want to, I would just encourage anybody, if, if you got a couple of jackets or whatever in your car, um, keep an eye out for these folks because they're um, not accustomed to being homeless. And they're in a tight spot. Um, and it, if you can't help them, boy, it, it sure feels good. You know, it, 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 trying not to, to let the emotion like freak me out too much. I've been kind of looking at them like they're on a, a grand adventure. And most certainly they are. And super, super nice that they landed in Denver because Denver will be a good home for them while they're kind of uh, setting down roots. So clean windshields was a great highlight from last week. The other one is Nest. I don't know if I've talked about them before. It's a little cafe at Nurture, which is at 29th and Federal. Nurture's this awesome place that has massage therapists and chiropractors and psychotherapists. It's all kind of like this very holistic, natural healing kind of place. But they also have a great bar and restaurant that makes just delicious cocktails. And... Um, I went over there for, for breakfast on Sunday before I actually came and did some work and just got some messy eggs on sourdough. Exquisite. With a little arugula on it and some aioli sauce. Oh, my God. It was good. And wow. I'm, not, I'm not much of a gluten guy, but I think that because it was kind of like a natural sourdough, mm. it, 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 I didn't want to like, you know, she was really like, you know, the sourdough is amazing. And I was going to pay the extra $3 for the gluten-free, but I decided not to. Mm. And it was it was amazing. So, Probably because extra three dollars is a literal whole loaf of bread in other environments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're like I won't take the extra loaf of bread. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Troy, what was your highlight last week? Um, I think my highlight was getting this drum and bass track that Tom and I have been working on about eighty to ninety percent finished and. Looking forward to getting the final touches on there, and I think Tom's going to go in on it a little bit soon. And yeah, hopefully we can debut that bad boy sooner than later. You're awesome. It's wild. Troy went off on this last iteration. I was I listened to it actually after the Red Rock show the other night. Me and my friends threw it on. We we're like, oh my god, you went crazy. <laughs> nice. nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I want to sweet. I'm glad you guys like. I want to hear the current version. I heard the last version and it was super sick. So I cannot imagine. It's, Troy changed it up a lot. There's a lot of new things in there, so I'll, I'll play it for you guys after after this. But we're, I think maybe we'll be able to debut it on next week's episode or the episode after that. I think this has been a thing since episode one. Nice, it has. Twelve episodes later, we're finally on yeah, the home stretch the DB here. Track is coming. You, you got to have a band yeah. name. Do you, is there is the band been named yet? Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know. That's something I'm going to have to think about for sure. Yeah. Or our um, DMB we'll, alter egos. Um, yeah. We'll have to brainstorm yeah, that. We're going to think about it for sure. This is the first drum and bass song that I've ever made. So, I think me too. Honestly, I don't recall ever making one. Yeah. It's the first time for everything. Nice. And very appropriate because Denver yeah. is kind of a hub for drum and bass and always has been. Oh, yeah. No there's DMB, there's bass, there's everything here. Yeah, I've just learned through chatting with you, Tom, that there, there's a huge like EDM electronic scene in Denver. I didn't oh, really yeah. realize you that. You can't escape before. it. Really. <laughs> it's huge. It's like For better major. or worse. We don't, we don't really have that in San Diego. It's definitely one of the bigger scenes in the country, I would say. 
shows every weekend it shows every day really yeah like i don't think like if you wanted to see an edm show in san diego like it'd be pretty hard to find really maybe like 10 10 years ago but now it's more like just house like house tech house not like actual like edm type stuff yeah yeah there's a lot of house and tech house around here too but um there it's a big bass scene here specifically um outside of right right but the whole all dance music is big here without a doubt yeah Denver throws down no doubt um i want to talk a little bit about my highlight last week but i'm going to use a few minutes to um have an anti highlight (laughs) i'm excited (laughs) um and listen shout out to all the people who work hard on this but i mean man the Tim Burton bar that is like so hyped up. It's in, it's in this rooster. It's on, it's everywhere on Instagram and everything. Such a letdown. Not the juice. Oh man. It was not, it was not, it was like a, um, a, a money pit. Yeah. They, they just are capitalizing on your hopes and dreams to having a fun, spooky, um, interactive time. And it's just not that. Oh. Let me guess. This is what I saw at the one in New York. $20 cocktails that are just, it's like a Long Island iced tea with dry ice in it. Did that happen <laughs> Oh, yeah. <to> you? <laughs> there's definitely, there's definitely, we got a dry ice cocktail for sure. They're, they're like 15 plus bucks each for the cocktails. When you walk in, you oh, get man. your free drink, which is actually just like a mimosa in a shot glass. Um, that's the complimentary uh, drink. And then like, um, a mimosa in a shot glass. Is yeah, the that's rough. That's <laughs> yeah. really rough. It's a shot glass mimosa, and then um, the the whole thing is like you're think, you know, they're talking about there's going to be all these activities and stuff for you to do, and then like the way that they make it look on Instagram is like this place is like so crazy decorated and like cool looking, and like everyone's taking their Instagram photos and posting them. It's literally like an Instagram business model where they're capitalizing on people just taking their one Instagram photo. But like the decorations are not good. (laughs) It it had to be like, had to be Uh, like maybe two, 300 bucks worth of decorations loaded into a a pickup truck that they're driving around. And listen, I mean, the, the staff there was great. You know, they had some like, good-looking staff dressed up in, like, sexy Beetlejuice or whatever to, like, keep your attention. And, like, that was great. Oh, you know, sexy they, Beetlejuice. And, and the bartender, you know, he's, he's doing good. He's whipping <laughs> drinks out. But, like, w- when you get there, you're just like, okay. And these, it's, like, time frames. It's, like, 9.30 to 11.30 was our time frame. So we're in there, and, like, we're talking to the bartender. We're like, yeah, so, like, what can we expect? And he's like we have a lot of activities planned. Like, don't worry. It's going to be like, just hang around. And they're always, they're talking about you like getting obliterated the whole time. So they're, they're trying to just get you to buy a bunch of drinks once you're in there. But here's the activities. All right. I'm, I don't want to like shit on this business. It's too but, late. Like, <laughs> you already they're did. Definitely, <laughs> they're definitely making a ton of money. So like, who cares? They're, they're throwing this thing in the back of a pickup truck going around to all these different cities and they're definitely making so much. So whatever you guys did it now, some people need to know what it's actually about. And then (laughs) basically the first activity was like self-service trivia where you just like, there's like 10 different Tim Burton trivias and you just like scan it on your phone and then you, like write your answers on a whiteboard, but it's like within your table, there's no competition with the other groups and they'll come and like check your answers. And I think if you got a certain amount of answers, right, the prize for that was a sticker. (laughs) And then the second activity was a scavenger hunt. Um, So this scavenger hunt, you had to collect like seven stamps and the space was so small and like the decorations were so kind of like non-intricate that you could just see where all the scavenger hunt stamps were. Like <laughs> we didn't even have to read any of the clues and we just walked around and got all the stamps. And then the prize for that was a little um, like this big, like a tassel, like a lanyard tassel that you could get like 
10,000 for a dollar at the dollar store. Wow. So that was the price for that. Well, you are also kind of a black belt scavenger hunt guy though. Dude. Yeah. I'm big, big on scavenger hunts and you did not even have to read the clues to win this scavenger hunt. Like you could just see <laughs> all of the stamps around you didn't the even bar. Challenge Tom to scavenge. <laughs> so you didn't get to scavenge at all. Anyway, listen, if you're if you're thinking you're gonna get some like spooky, like crazy interactive thing at the Tim Burton bar, it's actually just a place for you to go and take like an Instagram photo and pay a bunch of money for drinks. <laughs> but shout out to the staff like you know the the girl who was like the Beetlejuice hostess super nice bartender was nice and the other guy they they all did their jobs right but they'll I try think, and make up for it i think i think big burton <laughs> he feels I think bad big tim burton behind it all uh they're, he, they're he had no, let me just say cheap. if they used his name which i feel like there's also the possibility that they didn't exactly use his name because didn't they just call it the burton bar I don't think he had anything to do with no, this. No, he definitely doesn't to have be honest. He definitely doesn't have anything it's to do with it. It's probably not even but, like, um, licensed. You know, whoever's running this business, they're cheap. You know, they're the prizes were whack. The the event planning, whack. The free drink, whack. So first time Is it referred to as time, a speakeasy? What wait, what was that, Troy? Is it referred to as a speakeasy or Please don't tell me they call it. That. I don't. I don't know if they actually called it that. It's supposed to just be like a spooky, you know, uh, pop up bar experience. We've been getting a lot of different bars getting the title "Speakeasy" yeah. lately, and it's like there. It's false advertising. Like we had a Halloween speakeasy at a pumpkin patch, and it was actually just like an easy up on some bark. <laughs> Like at a pumpkin patch that they they call the speakeasy on Instagram. So it's just, you got to be careful. I will say like, I'm not hugely surprised when you say, Tom, that like the whole thing was just an Instagram op because how I feel like pop-ups can be such a cool thing, right? The origin is like creatives wanting to work together to make something cool. Like the origin of a pop-up is great, but I feel like more and more the whole culture of it's just hijacked by Instagram. Like these illusion museums backdrops for Instagram photos. Oh, you're upside down. Like it's trash. So mm -hmm. it I mean, just could have been done better. I feel like we could have capitalized on that business model like so much better and made such a better experience. For why people. are we not throwing parties? I mean, this place is packed. It's sold out for every day that it's open for the entire month of like October. And then wow. everyone's buying like three to four 15 plus dollar drinks each while they're there over the course of two hours. So like they're definitely making a bunch of cash. I just, I feel bad, you know, shitting on a shitting on an experience, but it was not the best. I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up by giving a good shout out uh, from last week, the antiques ETC shop on East Colfax was so awesome. I think we spent over an hour and a half there. Cool. Um, I got a sick briefcase amongst other things. But um, if you like antique shopping, thrift shopping, they got it all there and you can get lost in there. Um, there's just random things all over the place uh, for you to waste money that you don't need to spend on. But it's so much fun and they have really cool stuff there. So that's my actual highlight from last week. Nice. I really appreciate your briefcase as well. I was having like the most unhinged morning of all time this morning. I blew into the office late, kind of crazy in my eyes. And then like it was perfectly on track for the way my morning was going that I rock up and Tom's like, look at my briefcase. And he opens it and he has like some pretzels and a turkey Tom wrap and tinfoil inside. I was like, yeah, man, that's wild. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it can hold my laptop on my wires and, and various, you know, paperwork. You know, I feel it. You command attention if you walk into a room, say a business meeting or something, and you take your briefcase and you, and then it's got the like nice clicks with the locking, you know, oh, yeah. mechanism and boom, we, I need these reports on my desk tomorrow. <laughs> it's a beautiful Merlot color too. It's oh, a yeah, gorgeous it's nice. briefcase. It's good. It's Denver made too. I'll find out the name of it and, uh. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Coincidentally, we're talking about great bags. One of my highlights of this week was I just got a sick convertible chrome backpack that's like, it's a chrome backpack, but it also has, I wanted a really good like tactical tote, but then also I care about my back and I'm going to age someday. So I wanted it to convert to a backpack. These bags are like $200 and I got one on Depop for 50 bucks brand new. Sick. So 
Oh, I wow. now have this really dope tote bag backpack that I could like run over with a truck and it would still be in perfect condition. <laughs> so excited about that. Um, my other highlight for the week is I feel like I must have talked about this before, but the freaking tofu house in Aurora, Ooh. it's on like I live in Havana. Um, super classic local Korean spot. Everybody who I've talked to that they know what it is. They're like, that is the spot. Like, best tofu soup in town. I've, we've been going there, my family and I, for like probably about a decade. And so in the last couple of years, they adapted it and expanded it. So half of it now does have a Korean barbecue option. Cool. But like just the quality of everything, you know, the like little bites you get before, like the fish cake and kimchi and everything, super good. You've got your like cloud beer on the side. And uh, yeah, I just can't recommend the tofu house enough. I probably go there like once a month, honestly. That looks awesome. Yeah, mm. check it out. Dude, and shout to Chrome, Denver brand. Is that really a Denver brand? Yeah, they started in Denver. I think they moved to like, I want to say LA or something, but but yeah, they, they came from Denver. I had no idea. Yeah. Amazing. You guys, the great episode. I appreciate it. You know, we, we went a little neg this time, but you know, we're, we're humans. <laughs> sometimes you gotta. <laughs> you kind of got to sometimes. Sometimes it feels it's good. It's not all good, Denver. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. It's not all good. It's we should do, we, we could go anti what's, what's bad, Denver. <laughs> just let it all out. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sometimes you just got to let the people know. I care about the listener's experience and I know that I talked about the the Burton Bar as being an upcoming event a week or two ago. <laughs> so did I. I think I mentioned it too. Yeah, we, we all mentioned it. But, I, you know, we're testing out these events for you, Denver. Right? Yeah. So we're going to let you know if it's not worth it. We'll uh, <laughs> yeah. res- rescind. We'll we, we'll take away our recommendation if necessary. Mm-hmm. Partially redacted. <laughs> redacted. Very, Sorry to the owners of the redacted. TB bar. Okay. Yeah. And TB uh, bar, the tuberculosis <laughs> bar. <laughs> yeah, pretty no. much. And and uh, I love the people of of Boulder. You guys are very sweet, but I stand by my statements for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate you listening in. Please uh, take a minute and subscribe to us on YouTube. We got the whole video set up there um, in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen to it. If you're looking for it on a different player, I'm sure you can find us everywhere through RSS, um, which is what's good. Denver. You can check out our website, which is kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Um, and if you want to drop a recommendation, you can do it there. You want to reach out to us and say hello, you can do it there. Um, other than that, we will see you next Tuesday. So appreciate it. Later. Bye. Bye. Later.